Are you on the look for that hard-to-find tackle, rods, and reels? Then you have to check out Lake Pro Tackle. Their online store has some of the hardest-to-find baits, and they work with amazing companies to bring you the equipment you need to have success on the water. Check them out at Instagram and Facebook, at Lake Pro Tackle. They post constant updates when they have new baits come in and how you can get them on the website as soon as they get posted. Friends of the podcast will receive 15% off their orders with code SCALES at checkout. Again, use code SCALES, all cap locks, at lakeprotackle.com. Thank you, guys. going everybody and welcome back to another episode of your favorite Sunday podcast scales and tales episode 101 surpassed that uh surpassed episode 100 now we're working our way up to uh, 150 and eventually 200 but we're joined by another painter we have not had a painter on since mr aquatic marlin over there in california and that was a long time ago probably like in the 30s or 40s maybe so we're, we're no we're 60 70 episodes past that so it's good to have another painter on and another painter that uh, i'm sure a lot of the guys listening to this are very, very familiar with. We're joined by Mr. Peyton Stumpf. Stumpf, yes, yes. See, dude, because when I always see your name, I always think it's just Stump because I'm like, I don't know if that F is silent, but you, 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 <laughs> you enlighten me. I'm like, okay, there is, there is an F there. It just, that's just the end of it. But yeah, man. So everybody kind of knows you're a painter and and kind of what you do and stuff. And so this episode will be kind of talking about how you got into it and how how this all kind of ended up where we're at today. But before that, kind of introduce yourself, and we'll kind of talk about how you got into fishing and painting, and then we'll uh, we'll start down that rabbit hole, uh, the whole painting process for you. Awesome. Well, first off, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, so, I kind of got into bass fishing at an early age due to my father fishing professionally. Uh, the painting didn't come in until I was oh, 22, I think, 21. So I started real late with the painting. It wasn't until three years ago I picked up an airbrush. Uh, so other than that, uh, fishing just kind of came naturally in my family. Uh, it Swim baiting kind of took off. Me and Brennan Banks kind of, and Richie and all them guys, we just kind of pulled in together and started sharing tips and secrets and stuff like that. And that's just kind of how my swim baiting went. But other than that, man, the the painting started with me just tinkering on my own baits with nail polish and rattle cans and things of that sort with markers and one day i I posted one and somebody commented like whoa that's crazy is that really really rattle can yeah that's rattle can blah 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 one thing led to another and uh, peter Contreras sent me my first airbrush not too long after i practiced and practiced and my first gig was uh, Joe Laidley. He sent me his his shiners, and I did them with nail polish and and uh, rattle cans, which was really cool to do. But my first real gig I got into Baitworks in Springfield, Missouri. I I put in an application there and started working there, and they're like, "Hey, we we ordered a big uh, a big batch of these KGBs. Well, a big batch of them back then was only ten. And they said, uh, hey, do you, would you mind painting these, and how much would you charge us? And mind you, my painting was not very good back then. And uh, I said, yeah, I'll paint them. You know, I just kind of took a leap of faith. And ever since then, they, you know, they, they'd buy 
50, I'd do the 50, and then they buy 100, and then they buy 400. So that's kind of how it took off. Dang, dude. That's crazy. So it's funny that you said you had done baits with Joe because he's a younger guy. He's younger than me. And at one point in time, dude, he was making like so many hand carved baits. Like I had one of his hand carved gills. He was making all sorts of cool stuff. I think he's one of the better carvers in the game. I mean, he, he is a very, very underrated carver. Yeah. And dude, he's young. Like I bet you he's maybe j- just 20, maybe 21, but I thought he was like, like a, a couple nuts. years younger than me. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And he was what? Like, like 15, 16 carving these baits a handful of years ago. Like I remember him posting, uh, he made that alligator. He's made all sorts of shad glides, like all sorts of stuff. And it's always like, it's always one of one wood. Like he's posting the block. And then, you know, a couple weeks later he's posting all the scales he's carving and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's crazy, dude. It's wild. It's kind of weird that he was the first one. Uh, it, it kind of started as a, a relationship, you know, just talking about fishing. And then one day he's like, Hey, I made this batch of these shiners. You want to just, you know, do what you do. I was like, yeah, sure. Cool. And then I posted them and then, man, the work has come a long way since then, obviously, but I can look back at those and, and smile. You know, they were just rattle can and nail, nail polish. <laughs> yeah. Did you say how long ago that was? How many years ago? So I picked up an airbrush for the first time in February of 2020. So okay. it would have been 2019, late 2019 around Christmas when I did those. Damn, dude. That's like, I mean, it seems like not that long ago, but like if you were, look at your, like your progression like to what you're doing now, it's probably like, wow, that was a long time ago if you're thinking about it, like as far as that goes. Right. Yeah, yeah. and it, I get a lot of people saying, wow, you've only been painting for this long. And it, it's a lot different when you do the stuff full time. I mean, I, I paint, I'm in the paint booth eight hours a day, sometimes more than that. So that's a lot of hours that build up. Uh, you know, it's different than just a hobbyist or someone who just comes home and enjoys painting a bait or two. So I think that's, that has a lot to do with uh, the progression of my artwork. Uh, a lot of people don't put that in perspective, man. I would come home from work and literally I just wanted to get better. So I would stay in the, in the, in the garage at the time. I just had a cardboard box, didn't even have ventilation or nothing. And I would stay out there till two or three in the morning, just trying to learn new things. Cause in my mind, I was just like, you know what, if I'm going to do this and I'm painting for this big bait company, KGB, I got to get good. And it, at some points, I would stay out so long practicing. I mean, it, it caused fights, you know, in between my wife and I coming in late. It wasn't like I was out yeah. partying or anything. I was in, in there just trying to get better. So, I mean, the, the amount of hours that I've put into this craft is absolutely unreal. And I don't think there's too many full-time uh, swim bait painters out there. I mean, even guys like Bill Barton, you know, even guys like that they don't they have another job yeah the only other person i can think of is jen who who does all uh, mike's yeah. custom bullshit stuff that's the only other person i can think of i think tj just went full-time too i think he okay. just left his job to go full-time I'm, i don't quote me on that but but yeah but, dude, it's like painting is like that thing where you know if you commit to it like you have to, you have to be 
damn good at it if you want to do it full time. Like you need to have people sending you stuff or or bait companies reaching out to you or whatever it may be. Just drum up some kind of business. Yeah, I would have never been able to paint full time if it wasn't for bait companies, and I'll I'll plug them out later. But if it wasn't for the bigger bait companies sending me batches, you know, it, it, at one point I was painting, you know, four hundred baits a month. Damn, dude. You know, that, that, that 100, 100, and that's just one company. I was still taking in customs and doing other little companies and stuff like that. And that it, at one point, that's what I was crunching in. I've slowed down now. Uh, I'm more into the custom stuff because I want to put my art out there more instead of just doing production paints. Mm-hmm. So I kind of slowed down on that. But we're going to pick back up here soon with the big batches. Oh, yeah, man. And so when you first... I guess, I guess like when, before we even started working with Joe, what was like, you were super big into fishing, obviously. And then what made you, had you always kind of liked painting or drawing or that sort of thing? Like what brought you to painting? Honestly, I, I I was never an artistic person. Uh, I guess I was, I was artistic, but I didn't enjoy it. Like I've got some drawings I did back in high school that, that are phenomenal drawings that I spent, you know, 10, 12 hours on a piece. But it was just when I was insanely bored and had nothing else to do. Art was nothing that really intrigued me. I would rather be on the baseball field or be out on the lake and stuff like that. So it before I started painting, I was actually painting custom homes around Table Rock Lake, big fancy, you know, ten thousand square foot homes. And a lot of the stuff that I learned doing that, I worked with a with an old timer who was very good at what he did. Mm-hmm. completely custom a lot of the stuff that he taught me actually uh kind of comes on to the swim bait stuff as in preparation of your bait uh mm-hmm. pain adhesion stuff like that so i guess i had a little bit of a boost in that aspect but no really i i didn't really have the art bone in me if that makes sense yeah so i mean you learned i i assume probably painting like all those cedar shake houses and all the cedar board and batten and stuff like that right it, I mean, these customs that we did, a lot of them were contemporary modern. Okay, okay. So it it's real fine wood, uh, mm-hmm. working with a lot of poplar and stuff like that. You know, polyurethane, sand it down, get a chrome or a smooth finish on it. Yeah. More more stuff like that. But, yes, I've, I've definitely painted some cedar stuff and, and things to that sort. Your favorite swimbait podcast is now proudly sponsored by Leviathan Rods. Leviathan Rods is a Texas-based fishing rod company that's handcrafted and uses high-end, made-in-the-USA rod blades. Every sale from Leviathan helps support foster youth and their families. With Leviathan Rods, you're not only going to feel a difference, but you're going to help make a difference, too. Friends of the show will also get 20% off their rod purchases by using code SCALES20 at checkout. So whether you're fishing a depth 250 or a square bill, make sure you're using the best rod choice out there, Leviathan Rods. Yeah, and so you you kind of you'd been doing this and stuff, and I'm sure you probably were always you always had fishing like in the back of your head and stuff. So when were you like, huh? Like I could I could paint this stuff that I fish with, and it would just be cool. Is that kind of how that started? No, to be completely honest with you, I absolutely can't stand painting baits for myself. Oh, really? I don't know what it is. I'll put a bait to the side, and I'm like, oh, I'll paint that a different color, and that son of a bitch will sit there for six months. 
I just can't stand painting for myself. I don't know why. Uh, But if there was a certain bite or something we were on, or I'd just sit at the table, you know, bored with nail polish and, oh, this would look cool. Oh, this would look cool. And I'd go catch some fish on it. It wasn't nothing that I was doing on purpose, per se, just tinkering around with stuff. Yeah. And here, here's a good question. So before that all started, like when you were just a fisherman, did you ever think that, that the paint schemes on crankbaits or swimbaits or anything would make or break your next bite? Like, did you expect to go out with, with maybe a crawdad uh, crankbait and not catch a fish because they were eating bluegill or anything? Or did no, when you I mean, got into painting, did that kind of open your eyes a little bit? You know, it, I'm a custom painter. And not many custom painters will tell you this, but color doesn't matter as much as people think. Mm-hmm. It's what what my what I like to tell people is if someone has an argument, oh, don't get your bait custom painted, don't do this or that. It's not about what the fish want all the time. It's about mm-hmm. the confidence that it instills in the back of your head. So if you get a custom paint job and you're like, oh, this is awesome, you know, that confidence in the back of your head right there will keep that bait tight on longer. That yeah. right there will make you set bait better. You know, it painting all comes down to the confidence of the angler. And in the long run, yeah, I think it does put more fish in the boat. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's times where well, I'll have a HUD 68 tied on and I'll fish like if it's a rainbow trout, dude, I'll fish, the, I'll fish the paint off that thing. I'll fish it till, till it gets shred apart, till the tail gets pulled off. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, a per a perch paint job, like I have no confidence in a perch paint job. I don't know. Oh, what I'm it the is. same way when it comes to that soft plastics are probably the biggest thing that I have color different. Like mm. for instance, I throw a HUD or, you know, say a hog hunter or stuff like that. I have to have a trout pattern on it. I can't, I don't have any confidence in anything else. Will the fish eat it? Yes, of course, but it, I won't throw anything other than a rain trout period. Yeah. And that's even like my buddy had a Chad Chad and it was painted in perch and dude, I, I love a Chad Chad, but I'm like, dude, I can't fish that. It's a perch. Like I have, I have no confidence in a right. perch pattern. But you know, if, if you, if your buddy had the confidence he yeah, he can yep. catch just as many fish as you. You just don't have that confidence to fish that bait the right way. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, dude, for whatever reason, like I'm kind of in the same boat as you is. Like, I'm sure paint does something to an extent, but I don't think it's like a must-have to match it or whatever. Right. But right. But my own confidence, it's like, dude, perch. Like, I I don't know, man. That's just something. And people are gonna be like, oh my gosh, he lives in Michigan. He doesn't like perch. I don't, dude. I, I have no idea why. I can't blame you. I've never thrown a perch colored bait in my life, and I don't think I ever will. (laughs) But there's some people that absolutely love them. I just got done painting a perch pattern, actually. Yeah, dude, some guys love that stuff. Yeah, and they catch catch tons of fish on them, too. I love it. Yeah. And before you got into into painting, uh, were you into swim baits? Like, had you been fishing them and known about them and stuff? Oh, yeah. I've been fishing swim baits long before I ever picked up painting uh you know just like a lot of people i started out i'm not an og og as in like hard heads and stuff like that but like the s waiver 200 Mm -hmm. and and stuff like that and bull shad and the old boy ducats and stuff like that we started with that um but i was in high school when i threw my first uh glide bait but i hadn't transferred over to throwing them full time and i still don't there was, you know, 
three or four years, five years that I threw them nonstop. But now I, I'll fish conventional if I have to. Right. Yeah. It's so. I mean, back then, were you on any of the forums? Were you on like Swimbait Nation or Badlands or anything? Yeah. Yeah. I was on Nation and Badlands. I've been on uh, Swimbait Universe since I believe 2013 or 2014. Okay, and so uh, yeah. at, that, at that point in time, like from what you remember, was there a lot of, you know, cu- like quote-unquote custom painters back then, or was it just... No, uh, really? I remember the earliest things I can remember is like uh, looking at a phone, like a a phony and saying, whoa, that looks awesome. You know, that was about as custom as it got, in my opinion. And yes, there were guys out there doing custom paints, but it, it wasn't as big as it is today, I don't believe. Yeah, I, I've talked about it before. Um, it, right now is kind of like uh, like the Renaissance time in swim baits, where guys like the the super cool paint jobs. They like the cool logos and they like that sort of thing. And so I feel like now it's it's more like a lot more guys are painting just because it's. I'm not gonna say like the cool thing to do, but like everybody enjoys a cool paint job type thing. Like like you yeah, can start yeah. painting and get good at it, and people would enjoy your work. Yeah, you know it it. And this is something that that Paul Smith said a long time ago on the forums. He said, being a good artist doesn't make you a good painter. Absolutely does not. And I take very deep pride in the durability of my paint jobs. Mm -hmm. Some of these guys, you know, it's not dogging anybody. But, like, if you're going to be a custom painter and anybody listen to this, I hope you take this to heart. Learn how to prep your baits. You know, it just nobody wants to send their bait out for custom paint and then five hours later have it fall off. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these people coming in and, and capitalizing on the market, uh, I think a lot of them are just slapping stuff on baits and sending it out. And yes, they're great artists, but it, it it's just like swim baits, man. It's just like swim baits. You get your tried and true. You got your newer stuff that's starting to blossom, and then you got the builders in their garage that are making products. They don't stand behind it. There's no R&D. That's just my opinion. So the first probably 30 or 40 paint jobs I ever did, I didn't charge a dime Mm -hmm. and paid all the shipping. Dang. And the reason I did that was because if swim baits have to have R&D, why doesn't paint have to have R&D? Yeah. So I painted all these baits and sent them out to people that, you know, I contacted people I knew fished. And I said, hey, send me a bait. Let me check on the durability of this and blah, 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 blah. And that's kind of how I got my system down on how I paint my baits now. And it's, it's tried and true. And my baits do rash. I mean, I think there's only one person out there that for some reason their baits don't rash. But my baits rash, but you won't flake any of my baits too bad. Dang, that's, I mean, that's super badass to hear that you went through that much. And was it a lot of trial and error, like figuring out, you know, oh, your clear yeah. code and stuff like that? Oh, goodness gracious. I went through, I'm still going through trial and error. You know, it, I don't think it'll ever stop, uh, to be honest with you. But, man, at the beginning, I went through a lot of trial and error. Yeah, and did it come down to, because, like, you know, there's like oil-based and water-based paint and all that stuff. Was that all stuff that you were trying to figure out and figured out what worked best for no, you and your style? Not necessarily. I, I, I've always sprayed with acrylics. 
so it's just I never really thought about any of that stuff. But it was more so how I prep, you know, how long you let the paint cure for, the humidity in the room when you're clear coating, that kind of stuff. You know, it, it how not to get your clear coat to run so bad, stuff like that, man. I mean, I've been, <laughs> I've, I have messed up in every way you could probably think of when it comes to custom painting. Yeah, and and I guess if you screw up on a paint job, you have to strip it all down and pretty much restart, don't you? Absolutely. Well, it just depends. You know, it, it, I've never had one so bad that I had to strip it down after clear, but I absolutely have repainted baits, you know, wiped all the paint off of it and just restarted. Is that... I mean, you probably take that in stride, especially for those first 30 or 40 where it's like, okay, like I, I know I'm not going to do that next time or I know to go about it a different way next time. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's that's the absolute reason that I did them all for free. Uh, and I took a lot of constructive criticism. I didn't send them to people or I didn't ask people to do it that I knew weren't going to do it. I wanted absolute constructive criticism, honesty. And I got it. I mean, I, I sent, some people hurt my feelings. I can't lie. Uh, but them hurting my feelings has made me into what the business has become today. Yeah. And I, I understand, like, the constructive criticism thing where, where people give it and it's like, man, like, that, that hurts. Like, I thought I was doing a good job. But it also, you can take, you can take that away and be like, okay, well... You know, I, I I should try it this way next time, or you know, just just whatever it may be. It it goes a lot further in the long run than people just saying, "Oh yeah, that looks good, man." And it's like, okay, well, just nitpick it a little bit so I know that I need to work on something for next time if it's not exactly perfect. Right, and I, you know, I don't always expect people to nitpick, but like if I ask for your honesty, I want your honesty. And but my style of painting, I mean, I'm sure just about everybody that's had my work knows I like to dirty my paint jobs up. None of my paint jobs are the same. None of them. So when I get a message saying, hey, you painted this swim bait a long time ago, I'd like one like it. One of the first things I say is. I'll do it like that, but it's not going to be exactly the same. And I do that on purpose. I like, unless I'm doing batches, and of mm -hmm. course they're all going to be the same, I like to experiment and do different things. And if they're absolutely hard-headed, you know, I'll do it the exact same because business is business, and I do, I, I do believe that the customer is always right. Yeah, and I guess so when you mean they're not always a different, do you mean like your custom, your custom making colors, you know, different shades of colors and stuff like no, that? No, not mean? so much color. Uh, you would have to look at some of the paint jobs I've done. I just, I, 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 I dirty them up. I just try to make them look as natural as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I won't go into detail on how I do it, but I try to do different things. Cause even though I've been painting for this long, well, not even very long, but this much, uh, experience, I still like to try new things. Because when I do find that new thing, I'm like, whoa, that turned out really cool, or that looks really good, that looks natural, I will duplicate duplicate it. So I try not to stay on one level. I always try to change, evolve. Change is inevitable, so you might as well make it worthwhile. Yeah, and, and it's always cool because 
you know, not every, you know, not every bait fish is going to look the same. So why should every, every bait look the exact same too? And it's also like, dude, they're all custom work. Like they're, right. they're going to be different. Yeah. You know, I feel like if I, if I was to send the bait out to get custom painted, I I'm sending it to get custom painted. Cause I don't want, you know, I want something unique. You know, I want it to be my bait is custom painted and not look like, you know, everybody else's bait out there. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's some posts that are notorious on, on the forums where it's like, oh, you know, XYZ bait didn't come in with what it looked like on the website picture. And it's like, okay, well, that's a custom painted batch or, or just whatever it may be. Like, yeah, it's a variation of it. Like, I, I'm sorry that they didn't put, this is going to be the exact, like the exact style on every single bait. Like, oh, it's a little bit darker than the one on the computer screen. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, dude. It, it's the same thing up to a point, I guess. Right. Right. You know, it, it I know exactly what you mean. I've, I've actually dealt with that before with, with bait works and KGB, um, you know, I'd paint a bait. They weren't different, but like their lighting would, you know, it would. Sh I shot a lot of c uh, color shift at the time. Mm -hmm. And if their lighting isn't right, it wouldn't show the different colors of the color shift. And somebody would get it and say, hey, this is blue instead of purple. We'll mm -hmm. tilt your bait. It'll turn purple. Yeah, I think it, it would almost be beneficial if if sites and companies and stuff like that also posted a video of of the baits like you know in your hand turning it so if right. it is like if it's if it's a matte finish they see it's a matte finish or if it's got gloss or that color shift paint that that guys know because i mean a camera can only pick up so much stuff especially when it's in a big light box and stuff like that like it's not going to have the same properties of you just holding it in your living room type thing and it's exactly. also it also seems like guys are dead set on on what they see and then they get that in the in their mind, like, oh, this is going to be a hundred percent what I get. Like, dude, paint, custom paint is up for variation. Like, it, like not to a huge degree, but the shit's right. going to be different, you know. Well, to be completely honest, man, I really don't run into that issue with any of my customers. You know, That's it, nice. it, yeah. I a lot of the guys are repeat customers. They send me their stuff. They say, hey, paint this for me. You know what I like, uh, stuff like that. I paint it. And they don't have any complaints they go out and they fish it like they should you know uh but what you were saying about the video is i actually kind of came to that conclusion a while ago i i quit posting so many pictures of my paint and started doing facebook reels and instagram reels mm -hmm. just for that reason uh so people and i try to do some outside in the sun and some underneath my shop lights so yeah. uh, just for that reason, I started doing short videos and, and putting them on my story and stuff like that just to show the different variations in the color shift or the difference in blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's probably it's not so much people that are that are sending you a bait or, bait or two to get custom done. I'm sure it's probably more that are buying like the collaboration paints through a bait shop or whatever it may be. And they're like, you know, what the heck? And dude, I even saw that on like you see that with DRT baits, and then even the Spro KGBs, where guys like, oh, this it didn't look holographic on the picture or, or whatever it may be. You know, it looked it looked more right. see through or more solid. And then they get the bait, and as soon as they get it, they they, you know, they they go and post about it, and and they make it everybody else's business, I guess. But it's another. And you know, honestly, you're gonna run into that issue more with production, yeah. you know, mass production anyway. You know, that's just part of mass production. Yeah, it's like, 
Do you remember when uh, when River to Sea changed their bone color and everybody was up and fuss about that, that it's the more yellow instead of that like bright white bone that it used to be back in the day? Right. Yeah, they had that powder color on it. It was damn near powder. Yeah, and now yeah. it's like banana yellow. <laughs> I think they started doing that more because the light trout was so uh, mm. popular with, with Matt and Tim, with them going through what they did with, Selling so many of that color, yeah. uh, I, it it was just a smart business move on their part to kind of make it look like that. I believe. Right. Yeah. Change it up a little bit. But, yeah. Just okay, to so, kind of make it closer to that to that light trout. Right. Yes. Yeah, so they can just all use the same ones for that. <laughs> so you you'd started painting some of Joe's baits and stuff, and then did you say after that you you got? Is that when you started working at? Uh, bait wrx or how did that work yeah so uh i was actually painting homes at the time when i got joe stuff but i got i actually got it backwards earlier i got a call from the owner of boat works and bait works at the time and they called me and said hey peyton seen you're doing some paint work we or i think it was 20 of the reborns kevin did a uh i believe it was a pre-order mm-hmm. on the blank legends the reborns and uh hey we got 20 of them you care to paint them we're gonna sell them at our shop okay cool so i paint them and kevin's a real good buddy of mine and i got to talking to kevin and he he did something huge for me and he's like well why don't they you know i'll sell them more if they want more like all right cool you know that's that's awesome that's giving me some job security and before you know it, they were buying four or five hundred at a time. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn, dude. And so at that point in time, you're like, okay, like I guess I'm gonna buckle down and become a, a like I'm just gonna pay, start painting all these baits. Yeah, you know, I only worked at Boatworks for uh, I want to say two months before I told the owner. I said, hey, look, I don't, I don't have time to do both of these. So I. <laughs> Right after that, I went full time, and then uh, you know I've I've done big batches for builders since then, but mainly uh, I've painted thousands of KGB baits. That's everybody knows me for painting KGB. Mm-hmm. So I painted four KGB. I still paint four KGB, and I painted for bait works. I painted for different tackle shops, and it going full time actually got me more business than when I was working for Boatworks and just painting. Yeah. And I guess we'll we'll kind of talk about what it was like to work uh do the Boatworks stuff. So they get, you know, we'll say they get a batch of 200 baits just to use a round even number. They get 200 kgb whatever chad chads are, you know, do they kind of have an idea of what they want and tell you or are they like we need six patterns? Uh, these are the six patterns. Paint however many you want in each pattern, or kind of what was what was that? No, I, uh, like? at first, you know, they were kind of skeptical. You know, they they kind of tried to give me guidelines, but after they seen that I could handle it and stuff like that, I I started designing the the colors for Baitworks, and at the time they were Baitworks exclusives. Uh, mm. I wouldn't paint for anybody else, and they're no longer selling KGB at Baitworks; they're selling Clutch, but. I uh, I would basically I'd get a hundred of them, bring them to the booth, and I'd split them in half. Uh, fifty of this color, fifty of that color, and I'd just make up colors like uh, 
I did the Stump Secret, the Burning Bank Special, the the Royal Shad. Justin Royal came up with the idea on that one. Uh, you know, it, just different cool patterns that I only did for bait works, and they kind of let me slide with that. Right, which is which is super sick. I mean, they kind of they kind of gave you free reign, and then. I guess yeah. did you did you see how stuff sold and kind of put a mental note like okay this is I should paint you know ten extra next time or even uh, did you man see- at, at the time the it was booming so much it did not matter what I painted they were right. just gone uh, so no I didn't really didn't really put that into consideration I just took it as time to practice my different patterns and I painted whatever and they bought them yeah and I mean I guess that's good like like people you know, whatever you were paying people, people were buying. And that also probably helped in the aspect of like guys were out in the boat and their buddies be like, Oh my gosh. Like I, you know, I didn't even know that they dropped that color. Oh yeah. Well paint and painted this color, you know, it's a limited batch. Like, and I'm sure that probably helped follow or help grow your following and kind of get your name out there as well. Yeah. I'd have to say so as well. Uh, if it, I think bait works and all that definitely got my name out there big time. Being a part of the community for so long, my name was already known, the swim bait community. But it, it, I think it shocked everybody seeing that I was coming up being a painter, and they were just intrigued with it. Right, yeah. And I guess let's let's rewind it to those first 40 baits that you had done. Do you remember your first fish picture that somebody sent you or you saw on a form of a bait you painted? I don't remember the first the first one, no, but I've had – thousands sent to me man i love it every time um you know it that's when it comes down to the custom aspect i live on table rock lake so a lot of tournaments are out of here and you know i'll have a guy message me hey i caught so and so won the tournament on this color of this chad chad or whatever and uh they'll say hey don't post this because it's that color you know what i mean like Guys are just kind of superstitious when it comes down to that. So it, I've had tons of people send me pictures. I just don't remember my first one. Yeah. You have guys who, who send you, okay, I guess when somebody sends you a a bait and they want a paint job, is there a lot of times where they send you reference pictures and stuff or they just kind of describe what they want? Like, oh, I want this color you did, you know, a year ago, kind of, you know, yeah, they do do that, and it it, it kind of it's not a pet peeve, but it, it I don't uh, let me word this correctly. It uh work that I did two years ago is not the work that I want to be putting out now. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'll take the colors that I used from back then and just do a custom with those colors, and they're ninety nine percent of the time they're happy with it. Uh, but what I don't like is, and I get this a lot, is people sending me pictures of someone else's paint. Mm. It drives me nuts. And the first thing I say is I will absolutely not copy that, but I'll get it close enough with my spin. And if they don't like it, I won't paint their bait. Yeah, right. I just, I can't stand, first of all, you can't paint someone else's paint scheme it's just like going out and trying to catch someone else's fish mm-hmm. it's a very hard thing to do uh painting someone else's paint is a very hard thing to do as well and i mean uh, 
everybody's got their own style of pain. It's it's a lot like how how you can tell a KGB, you can you can tell a throwback, you can tell a bullshit. Like everybody's got their own style of carving and stuff. Much like everybody's got their own paint style. Right, right. And I think paint is actually more spread out than the swim bait industry is when it comes down to styles of paint. I mean, you, you've seen it here lately with the swim bait. You know, it's it's been big here in the last week or so. You know, it, bait's getting a little close to quote unquote alleged original designs. You know. Yeah. 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 It, it's it's interesting to see because you know that I don't. There was a there was a fuss probably two or three years ago about somebody painting like Paul style of paint. I cannot remember who it was, not that it matters or anything. Uh, I, I know who it is, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring that up right now. But I know exactly who it is. Yeah, and so so um, you remember that. You remember how, yes. how big a deal it was. Yes, and uh I actually got accused of doing the same thing. Yeah. Of Dude, copying Paul's paint. And so Yeah. It that's a that's a thing that you don't see. I mean, that was the last time I saw it was, was back then. It it definitely hasn't happened since then, I can't say. Whereas, you know, oh, this looks like XYZ bait. That happens every single day. Right. And it, it, You know, it, it all that was was a stencil, too. You know, it was yeah. just a stencil that you can buy. It, it There was no harm meant to it, I don't believe. It, it just it looked like false paint. That's it. Right. Yeah, dude. Damn, I I probably wouldn't. That's something that I don't generally think about. But now that we're talking about it, I remember that clear as day. Damn, that that's, that was a long time ago. It feels mm-hmm. like anymore. I don't care if someone wants to paint something that looks like mine. Go ahead and do it, man. That's why I put them out there. You know, I want to inspire people. I don't want to. I have enough business as it is, so I I don't get butt hurt when somebody tries to work off of my stuff do it you know if i can be an inspiration to you there could be another painter out there that's just starting that was just like me you know it if they need a little inspiration i'm gonna give it to them you know it just baits are a different story i don't i don't like knockoff baits but if my paint jobs are inspirational to you Mm -hmm. awesome that's a great thing Mm -hmm. yeah it I stand on my durability and my artwork, so I, I'm, I'm just not. It doesn't threaten me. It doesn't intimidate right. me when somebody tries to do it. Yeah, is that something? Do you get a lot of messages? You know, like, hey, I want to paint a bluegill. How do you go about it? Or is you know, I like. So this is going to kind of sound uh, hypocritical, but I don't mind putting my artwork out there for people to see and get inspiration over, but I will not indulge on how I do it. So I've had people message me anything from how I do my rat fur to how I do my scaling to what clear coat I use. And I am discreet about it. You know, it, mm-hmm. I share with very few people and those very few people 95% of them are painters themselves. Big name painters. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, it, it's the same with like bait building. Like, um, like I, I'm sure a builder would help you kind of figure out your molding process as far as like what silicone or yeah, what silicone you need and stuff. But as far as like, oh, hey, I'm making a glide bait. Um, 
how, where do I put the joint or how do I make this joint? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Well, you don't see Pepsi giving Coca-Cola flavoring tips. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so it, I, you can't blame people at all for that. And the people that get, you know, their feelings hurt about it. Someone's put a lot of time into that, you know, like it's either that or they were uh, lucky enough to have someone help them out. And that's their deal. If they don't want to help you out, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. And another thing is like, for instance, say I'm a builder. I have a new bait coming out next year, as a matter of fact. Uh, Yeah. So for instance, if I message a builder that has already had help from somebody, right? Say he's a big name builder. If that builder that taught them, taught them out of respect and like, hey, you'll keep my stuff under wraps. Mm-hmm. It's only respectable if they keep it under wraps as well. Yeah. You know, so you can't really get all butthurt about that. But it, I'm the same way, man. I won't indulge on how I do my painting or my prepping or anything like that because if i do start indulging that kind of stuff then that's when you know painters are a dime a dozen and i don't want to be a dime a dozen Mm -hmm. yeah and i think uh people people are always i mean it's like a big thing now and it's probably it's not as big in the swim bait community but people are like you know oh you're gatekeeping how you do so i've had people i've had people say like ask me for the artist i use to do all my artwork for the stickers and stuff and i'm like no no like it's it's a guy that, that I found and stuff like I don't I don't want to give him out because I don't want everybody else's stuff to start looking like my stuff. Like right. has has its own look and, and style to it. I'm sorry, I can help I can point you in the direction of where to find an artist, but I'm not gonna give you my guy's number type thing. Like it's it's for me because I found it and, and this this guy and I have been working for a year and a half together. Like, I'm sorry, but I I can help you as much as you need help with, but I'm not gonna give anything to you. Well, like, uh, you know who Peter is, the painter? Yep. Uh, yeah. A lot of people know Peter. Uh, for instance, he is probably the biggest influence of my painting. He, uh, he has taught me more, and I've learned a lot since then, but he, I was his Padawan, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he, uh, he taught me so flipping bunch, man. Peter, uh, he actually sent me my first airbrush. Uh, so he was just a huge help, but there's also things that I see, like say he posts a paint job and I'm like, damn, I wonder how he did that. I don't get on messenger and ask him, mm-hmm. you know, if I have a question, I ask him like, uh, the other day I had an issue with uh, clear coat. I, I messaged him and asked him and he told me what he thought was up, you know, but I also don't ask him, Hey, how are you doing that pattern? You know, it's a respect deal. Yeah, but yeah. then again, if he asked me a question, I'd feel free to tell him. Or I mean, I feel like he has enough respect that he knows what to ask and what not to ask. Hmm. Yeah, there's a point where it it becomes intruding on somebody's you know thoughts and ideas and stuff. Where it's like, okay, dude, like I've given you, I've given you like a starting place. I'm not, I'm not bringing you to the finish line type thing. Like, <laughs> right. That- and to be completely honest, man, I. There, I don't think there is a painter out there that hasn't got inspiration from somebody. You know what I mean? Like, that was like, oh, that looks good, or oh, hey, I wonder how he does that, and then they try to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So it, for instance, uh, the other day I messaged Brett and I was like, Brett Arter, BNA Customs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, hey, dude, 
how do you do your pumpkin seed pattern? He didn't have to tell me, you know, but he did. Mm-hmm. But if he was to message me and be like, hey, man, how are you doing your crappie pattern? I would absolutely tell him because there's already that respect bond there. Yeah. So yeah. you got to kind of you got to kind of work your way into the respect chain if you want to get information. Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to give it out to anybody. Yeah. And that also goes to say where you two are two, you know, well-known builders. You both you both paint a lot of baits and, and everybody kind of knows your paint, knows your style, knows who you guys are. I can see helping somebody who's who's been in the game and knows what's going on and, and knows of you and stuff because you know i'll say nine times out of ten nine and a half times out of ten like you said if, if you ask him and you know he sheds a little bit light like you have no problem returning the favor where is like you know not to not to sound mean or anything but if somebody who started last week is asking you all these questions you're not right. inclined. Well, you can't really trade trade intellectual stuff at that point because and in the long run it's not going to help those new painters because yeah. they haven't done the work to learn how to do it if they don't go through one of the first things i was ever taught was learn how to disassemble your airbrush and assemble it mm-hmm. i sat down at the table with that airbrush that peter sent me and i assembled and disassembled that thing 20 times before i ever put any paint in it wow I kid you not. And the way I learned that was from a tattoo buddy of mine. He mm-hmm. said on the old school tattooing, you weren't allowed to touch skin unless you knew how to build and take apart a gun. Knew how it worked, yeah. Period. And that was how old school. And he's like, now they're just letting anybody touch a, touch a tattoo gun. He said, you had to know how to do your own builds, how to do your own mods. And it, I just kind of took that into consideration. And I, mm-hmm. I learned my airbrush. So it's and- the same thing with paint. If you if you give these new painters these shortcuts, how are they ever gonna have that R and D per se? Yeah, and and it's beneficial to I mean just even to know how your gun works. I mean, say your paints you know spitting out one way or another, it pays to know. Oh shit, you know maybe I have a gasket that's loose. It's letting air in, or just you know just any anything that's going wrong. Like you can diagnose that stuff, and it's not like. No, oh shit, like my paint gun's broken, I have to go buy a new one type thing. Like absolutely, I, that is absolutely the truth, man, and that has saved me more times than not, that's for sure. It, like, I will say that even goes in my line of work, like with, with maintenance and stuff, like, dude, my, I know how to work on, on certain dryers and everything, and, and dishwashers and stuff, and in the last three months, my girlfriend's parents' dishwasher and dryer have both gone out, and I know, like, no, I know, I know the basics of everything. So I fucking tore into it, told them what part they needed. You know, a week later, they got that stuff working again. And they're like, oh my gosh. And it's like, yeah, cause, cause I took it apart and I, I looked at, you know, what, what it should be, what's, what it's not doing, what it's doing wrong type thing. And I, I have right. some experience with that sort of thing. So it's like, you know, full circle type deal. Right. Like I said, I, I keep dwelling on that. I'm not trying to be mean or be harsh or anything like that when it comes to the new painters, but. If they don't go through that, they're never going to be the painter that they could be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I will say, I think you, it sounds like you go about it the nicest way that I've heard. Like, dude, I know, I know bait builder, somebody hits them up and they don't even open the message type thing. And it's like, it's like, damn, dude, like, you know, that, that could be the next hot bait if they just had a little bit of help. But also it's like, what is that help beneficial for? Like they should, they should have to learn like everybody else. And it's just, you know, it's kind of a back and forth thing. You could go back and forth on why it's a good thing to help somebody and why it's not a good thing. So it's just kind of, right. you know, everybody's got their own opinion on it, and that's just straight up how it is. Right. And you, 
it, it that's a tough subject, man, because every I think every painter out there has had a little bit of help. Mm-hmm. I have, that's for sure. I surely have. Uh, and I think every builder out there, not every builder, but a lot of the builders have had help too. You know what I mean? Like, what the hell am I doing wrong here? And they hit their buddy up that does baits as well. Hey, what am I doing? You know, I think it's like I said, it's just a big respect circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's also, like I said, if if guys know that these dudes have been making, you know, say they make, say they've made glide baits for two years and then they're trying to get into crankdowns or whatever, like, dude, like I, I would think is, is a, is a person looking at it from the outside. If my buddy's making glide baits and I make a wake bait and he's hitting me up how to make a wake bait, I've got no problem telling him, dude. And then like, you know, a year later, I want to make a gill glide or something. Guess who I'm going to ask? And guess who, right. you know, 99% of the time is, is going to shed a little bit of light. Like, oh, this is how it should be weighted. You know, this is how it should cure type thing. Like it, it just goes full circle. If yeah, I don't know, man, it's, it's also like you said, if I know somebody is like busting their hump to try to figure it out and they are just, you know, they lay something out and they are just so close to it. I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe think about this instead. And then they're like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even think about that. It's like, okay, perfect. Like you'd done, you'd done all this other troubleshooting. You just didn't tighten this screw down all the way type, type. Deal. And there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, man. I, I literally just called, uh, Brett and Bill Barton yesterday on the phone because I was having an issue, mm-hmm. you know, but I think that they know that I'm a rebel person and I don't, you know, I've been around long enough. That I'm not a threat to their business and stuff like that. But you get these newer people in. It's like, well, man, it it's a touchy subject. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And uh, I, I think we've stowed on this part long enough. So we'll get back to kind of kind of like the painting yep. stuff. So I'm going to take after, a piss break. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. Let me stop this real quick. Back from the little podcaster's room. And uh, so right back into it. So you you're painting for bait works and stuff, uh, doing all those uh, you know big batches of baits. Do you remember the first person kind of hitting you up and they're like, "Oh, dude, I just got a KGB, you know, whatever. Is there any way you could paint this bait for me if I send it to you?" Oh yeah, oh tons of tons of people have done that. Uh, I don't remember the first person, mm-hmm. but I'll tell I'll tell you a little story, a little funny story. He's he's a very good friend of mine now. I won't divulge his name, but the first batch of baits at Baitworks, they were legends. And he messaged me one night and was like, hey, when are you bringing those in? And I, I told him. And he drove all the way. He, he drove from like three hours away to come pick these baits up. And not even 30 seconds before he walked in the door, someone bought them all. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and he came to buy every single one of them. And he, uh, I, he, you know, he kind of threw a fit, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I did tell him that I was, you know, bringing the baits in. And it was a big learning experience. I stopped telling people when I was bringing them in after this. But uh, I was like, hey, man, next batch, I'll paint some specifically for you. So that's what I did. And he ended up being a, a, a real good friend. And he's a he's a big time customer too he he brings me a lot of stuff but he's he's been bringing me baits here lately hey you remember that color you did for bait works and blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. and then i had to paint it for him and stuff like that so yeah I, I definitely have people that do that but a lot of the bait work stuff was production paints it wasn't full-on oh. custom work yeah did, did uh 
have you ever done batches of like crankbaits or anything like that, like blanks or anything? No, or I, I, I started on swimbaits, man. I, it, I've maybe painted 15 crankbaits in my life. No shit, really? Uh-huh. I started on swimbaits. Is, do you think it would be hard for you to kind of go on that small scale because it's such a smaller canvas for oh, detail? I, I, I know it is. Yeah. Painting right, crankbaits paint crank sucks. Yeah, because it's, you know, going from a 10-inch KGB to a 2.5-inch, you know, crankbait. You got a lot less real estate there. <laughs> yeah, it sucks, man. If it's not a Magnum crankbait, I won't touch it. Yeah, fuck, I don't want to leave you there. Oh, it's a pain in the ass to do crankbaits. I don't like them. I don't like doing jerkbaits. I don't like doing anything that's less than 5 inches, 4 inches. I won't touch. Right. Do you, uh, shit, what was I going to say? What what's the biggest bait you've done? Have you had to do like a ghost Ooh. or a ballum or something? No, I did a freaking godfather that was humongous, man. No shit. Yes, Richie sent it to me. Uh, I want to say it was. Oh, I don't know how big it was. Now it's it's it was humongous. I want to say it was like sixteen inches. Something yeah. stupid. Yeah, dude, it was that's huge. Awesome. But I've <laughs> yeah. painted, I've painted tons of hinkle trouts. I've uh, painted uh, a couple mothers. Uh, I think that's pretty much on the big side. I do have a ghost coming to me next week mm-hmm. that I got to paint. Uh, I think that's pretty much the biggest. I painted some kings. Uh, yeah, never painted a moby before, and I'm looking forward to painting one of them one of these days. Dude, that's that i mean you got some real estate to do some stuff on a moby that thing's tall that thing's tall yeah and long. <laughs> that i mean i could really put some detail in something that big too right yeah is it is it always interesting to get a bait for the first time and see the contour and the lines and the curves and stuff to it i love it and hate it at the same time uh yeah. for instance when i when a builder hits me up and he sends me say say 10 baits. Mm-hmm. I, there is a learning curve to each and every single specific bait. I swear yes. they all paint differently. They, it's just the anatomy of the bait. If that makes sense, you oh, learn 100%. it like, like a KGB chat chat. I know the anatomy of that bait. Like you wouldn't believe I know where to put I stuff. Think, yeah. I know where to put my shad dot from the contour of the, I feel the contour of the bait and I put my shad dot there and it's the same place every single time. Mm-hmm. Now, when I get a new batch in, sometimes, like, for some reason, some baits run others, uh, run more than others uh, when mm-hmm. you're clear-coating them. That's a big problem. It, it, yeah, I, it's definitely interesting getting new baits, for sure. Yeah. Do you and, have- seeing, and seeing the, the swim bait market without having to buy all these baits is super mm-hmm. cool. I couldn't tell you how many baits I've bought because they got sent to me. I'm like, I got to have one of these. Yeah. Do you have a preference on on fish or on on painting a bait like a KGB or a Hinkle where where there's you know there's uh, like texture to it rather than a, like a, a smooth bait like a, like a Roman made mother like a wake walker or anything like that? I would rather paint smooth baits all day. Really? You know, it, yeah, for sure. Uh, textured baits are easier, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, uh, and less work, but that's not really what I'm in it for. Mm-hmm. You know, I make good money doing what I do, uh, but it when I get a textured bait, I just don't have as much fun with it. 
Yeah. You know, I like I, I enjoy my job. I enjoy doing what I do, and I'd like to keep it that way. But right, I'll paint texture baits all day long. If that's what they got, I'll paint them all day long. Mm-hmm. And like, is that... it... oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, is that just because you know it's got that texture, so you don't have to add a scale, like you don't have to put uh, like a screen over it to add scales or anything like that? Well, like here lately, I, here lately, I just came up with a system to where I can actually get scaling on textured baits. Oh hell yeah! I'd say yeah. The only bait that it wouldn't work on really is a hinkle. I'd say hinkle's just about the only baits that you can't really put scaling on. You can, but you can't at the same time and make them look right. But mm-hmm. I, I can't think of another textured bait that I couldn't put scale work on, like the 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 Spro KGBs. Uh, I'm putting scale work on them like crazy right now, and they already have scale work underneath them, and it turned out yeah, really yeah. good. Hell yeah, dude. I guess that's that's a really good question to kind of lead us into it. So you've been doing the, the Spro KGBs and stuff. And yeah, I assume, lots of them. Yeah, I assume there is uh, like a handful of different prep work from an ABS bait to a resin bait, right? I do the exact same. Oh, really? That's surprising. Yep. I figured yep. I figured maybe you had to sand down ABS to kind of get it scuff it up so the paint sticks to it. Oh, I I I won't get into my prepping no, yeah, uh, you're good, deal, but I, I absolutely prep every single bait the same way. I make sure that paint is gonna stay on there. Damn, that dude, if if you, if I was a betting guy, I'd have put a lot of money that you said you'd have had a different uh different process for it. Nope, I do it the exact same way. Oh, now shit. It, for instance, there's there's baits out there that need a little bit more work than others, of course. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I have to fill pinholes or fix a bait. And by the way, that's something that I that I do add or have in painting a bait is if you need something fixed, I'll fix it. Hell yeah. You know, that's... like say you got a chunk out of a bait or something, I'll I'll fix that for you and paint over it. That's that's freaking awesome. Is that something that that's common that guys send a bait and like there's a piece missing out of the tail section or what have you? It's not common, but it's definitely I, I definitely do have it people. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I definitely have people that that send baits and I do fix it for them. Mm, okay. Is there? Ah, oh, shit. Wasn't gonna say. I, I guess. Have you messed around with soft baits at all? I know um, there's a couple guys who do soft baits, but they don't really advertise it a whole lot because nobody really has gotten it down yet. Is that something you've done, messed with? No, it, it for two reasons. One, I don't have time. Yeah, right. Uh, and two, the, the paints that you put on soft baits are not good for you. And I'm already in clear coat enough, and I wear a mm-hmm. full-face respirator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, it's just not something that I uh, feel like I want to get into. Want or need to, right, yeah. Right, right. And I have had lots of people message me, hey, can you paint soft baits? And it, it sucks to turn them down, but it's just, I'd have to get all different paints. And I'd mm-hmm. probably shoot it out of a different gun. It's just, it's not something that I'm interested in. Yeah, and like I said, there's only there's only that Garrett Customs guy up in, up in the P&W. He's the only guy I know that paints soft baits as of now. There's another guy, and I can't remember his damn name, but uh, yeah, uh, Garrett, he's wicked. He's he's really good. Yeah, and I guess we'll kind of, let's talk about how you come up with these paint schemes and stuff. So one of the questions that I had wrote down kind of in our little list so we had questions was like when you're out fishing 
and you're seeing fish and, and catching fish, whether it's bass, bluegill, striper, whatever, are you kind of seeing like how how nature lays these colors out and how they reflect and stuff like that and making little notes like, oh, I could, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll mess around with that tomorrow at the shop or something like that. Or where do you get the inspiration for the colors and the layouts and stuff? Well, to be honest with you, I've I've lived on the lake pretty much all my life, so I've seen a lot of different fish. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this might come as a shocker, but I absolutely one hundred percent never use a reference picture. No shit. Never once. I don't do reference pictures. That's when stuff gets sloppy, uh, and I just go with that. So, being on the lake and and you know, cast net and shad and catching crappie and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's absolutely something that I did early on. Uh, now it, it, you know, if someone messaged me and is like, Hey, can you paint this fish? And they send me a picture of a fish. I'll look at it and then I'll paint it. I won't paint it off of that picture. Like I mm-hmm. look at the picture, this is what I need to do. And then I'll go paint it without looking at my phone. Yeah. <laughs> that. No, my bad. That's uh, that's interesting because I I think I'd be the same way. Like I'd hyper focus on like a gill plate, and then I'd get yep. done. And I'd be like son of a bitch, I still have three quarters of this bait to paint type thing. Yep. It, it and I have got down to where and time is a big deal with this too because a spro chad chad if they just want a custom shad, uh, and I I charge thirty five bucks for shipped for a spro chad chad. I can have that bait painted in 10 minutes. Holy shit. And ready ready to rock, ready for clear coat, ready to go. Damn. 100% custom, 3D scales, any shad pattern you want. That's fucking sick. So, I mean, you've got muscle memory if somebody says, hey, I want to. That's you exactly know, what it is. It's muscle memory. That's what I was yeah, talking like, about earlier with the anatomy of a bait. Uh-huh. It's, all, it's absolutely muscle memory. So if somebody's want, like wants a thread fin you it takes you it takes you 13 seconds to get it up in your mind and you just start throwing paint right yep that's exactly how i paint and you know typically people tell me what they want before they ship so i have a couple days to think about what i'm gonna do yeah Yeah. uh but it once i get to the paint booth i don't think about anything else i just paint you know i don't think sometimes i'll go back and messages and look see hey what do they want again and stuff like that but for the most part, I remember, and I just paint. And I always try to send pictures of my baits before I clear coat, just in case. Mm-hmm. You know, if they want to change something, or if they change their mind. And I've had a couple people do that, but very rarely do they change their mind and they like it. So Right. That was actually going to be the next question is, you know, and we don't have to elaborate on this much. Have you ever sent a picture? Somebody's like, yep, looks good. You clear coat it, and then they procrastinate on it they're like oh well you know the heme and haw and you're like dude this has already got clear coat on it. like is that has that ever been a situation for you i've never had that happen okay well dude i'm knocking on wood right now i was because i could picture somebody you know getting a picture sent to you or just whatever and they send it to a buddy while you're clear coating and their buddy's like oh you should have done xyz like oh dude can you do this like no nah, dude it's it's clear or it's like drying right now there's already clear coat on oh uh, well i've had people i've had people message me and just ask hey have you already clear coated the baits and i i'm assuming that's what they're hinting at yeah but yeah. like if i tell them yeah i don't go any further than that like i clear coated your bait you paid me for that pattern you said you liked it i clear coated it if you want it changed you're gonna pay for a repaint mm-hmm. damn is it and if this is like giving out like a secret, don't don't worry about it. Is it hard to take the clear coat off of a painted bait? 
you know, it. so this is actually a cool topic. Uh, if I get a bait in that's a repaint, and I know that it's a it's it's a reputable painter that painted the bait, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I know their paints got good adhesive and stuff like that. All I do is I sand as much clear coat as I can off of it, mm-hmm. and I prime it. Okay. And it's never affected the swim. Uh, it's it's I've never had anybody tell me anything. It's it's always had great adhesion. Now, if I get a bait that's already flaking, flaky, yeah. Or if I get a bait that's rashed to hell, I will strip that bait mm-hmm. completely. I, I will not paint over something that's already messed up. Yeah, and that's a good question. So, and we had kind of talked about you fixing up baits if they if they need it. So, say I send you, say I send you a Roman made mother, and it's just got deep rash into it. Will you will you repair that before you paint back over it, just to kind of help you and kind of the longevity of the bait? absolutely that's fucking that's sick and what's uh do you do you add like ten dollars on at all or anything like that uh you know it, it goes by so fast that right. sometimes i do sometimes i don't it just depends on the 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 fix right. of the bait you know how bad it is yeah is uh oh i had another branch off question to that oh so the the roman made stuff so i mean that paint isn't 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 terrible but I've had some that I strip. Kind of I like, strip Roman maids. That, okay, that's what I figured. Is that yes, true with I all wood baits or just Roman made stuff? Uh, all wood baits I strip. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I mean, I've I had a Roman maid that it started like fished it. It got fished so hard, and the paint had started coming off and then clear and stuff that it would start to swell up. Like you could only fish it for a half hour mm-hmm. before it started to swell. Yeah. See, I. And if I do get a, and I don't paint very many wood baits, but I, I do occasionally. I just did one of Matt's lot lizards yesterday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I stripped that bait completely. And stripping that bait was a pain in the ass because you got all those scales of that lizard on it. On the stomach, yeah. Uh, on the stomach, on the back. It's, mm-hmm. it's nothing but scales. I, I think that took me two and a half hours to strip. No shit, dude. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that that was a tough one but like a donut per se like i can strip a donut in five minutes wow or uh, a, a roman made i can strip one of them in no time at all now the way i strip wood baits i'm not going to indulge in how i do it but i do put another sealer on it because it does kind of tamper with the sealer that's on the bait mm-hmm. so I, cool. i'll go ahead and put another sealer on it that way i don't get any people saying hey my bait's swelling or cracking or bloating yeah. or anything like that um so what well, well this is kind of a cool topic so you get a bait and it's you pr- i don't think you're able to do it with like the roman made stuff but say you get a phony or kgb or just whatever it may be are you taking the bait apart like if it's an exposed pin or can you are you able to paint the joints with the bait together i used to man but anymore i don't uh, just because I can just shoot in there, you know, I can shoot my paint and clear coat up in there. Uh, I say bullshad's the only one that I really paint on a regular that with an exposed pen that I can take apart. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I really I don't take very many baits apart, and there's really not many baits out there that you can take apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially. I mean, especially if guys are fishing them hardcore. I mean, 
if they were going to tune the bait, that bait's already tuned, and I'm sure they chopped the pin so it didn't come out and they glued it back in. Right. Like it, I think that's how a lot of people are doing it for sure. Yeah. And here's another good uh, good question. So um, the kind of the thing that I've heard before more than once is if like a, if a Pats gets repainted, it, it can mess up the swim a little bit or it can weigh it down a little bit more or just, you know, that. That's exactly be- why I don't I don't paint Pats. Okay, I won't I, I, paint Pats. That was going to be my question was, have you ran into any scenarios where paint, you know, made a bait a little bit heavier and, and sunk a little bit faster? Like somebody's like, hey, this bait sinks a little bit faster or anything like that. No, not with my work. Cause I, I mean, like I said, I, I get down to the nitty gritty with, with sand blocks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yep. I, I've never had somebody tell me their bait is swimming differently. And that's coming from somebody who paints for KGB too. Cause KGB sold an absolute ass load of blanks. I, I mean, he sold a thousand Chad Chad blanks last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. Um, that's coming from somebody, you know, a lot of people have fished a blank Chad Chad or a legend and they send them to me to get painted. And I've never had anybody ever tell me that my bait's swimming differently. Mm-hmm. Now, is that saying that it's never happened? Absolutely not. It, it very well could have happened. I've just never had anybody tell me that. But I have heard stuff on the pats, and that's the reason I won't paint them. And another thing is, I don't want to be responsible for a bait that, you know, it, market value is that high. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Is there is there any baits that you, uh, that you kind of get butterflies in your stomach when they get brought in, whether it's like a a, a hinkle trout or something like that, where it's like, oh man. No, like- the butterflies kind of went away a long time ago. I did get them at first you know but now it's just a it's just a hunk of resin you know what i mean yeah that you can paint back over (laughs) it's 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 not um as exciting as it used to be Mm -hmm. but it's in a good way like now i can get a bait and say okay i need to paint this instead of gaga and over it yeah yep you know it's stuff like that it's not really man i don't i don't really get excited i just tell myself hey this is a a hunk of resin shaped like a fish, paint it. Right. And so you, you kind of talked about how like how fast you're able to paint certain baits and certain patterns and stuff. So do you so say say you have, you know, fifteen uh spro chad shads to paint today on your schedule or whatever, and mm-hmm. you know, you have you you kind of have a couple of each pattern. Do you have like a piece of paper where you write down, okay, so I need seven of this pattern, two of this pattern, one of those patterns? No, I'm I'm unorganized like a son of a gun. I <laughs> no, I'm not that organized. And then, I I <laughs> I'm horrible about that. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm in the same boat. So I'll look I'll look at my phone twenty times in between just to see what yeah. people want. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. So you get say you paint um you paint up all those baits. Do you paint and clear them one bait at a time, or do you kind of clear in a batch and paint in batches? I paint in batches and clear in batches. That's what that's what I figured. That seemed like the logical answer for mm-hmm. for you to say. I I was thinking. Yeah, that's 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 the way I do it. You know, it my clear coat's so damn expensive to clear coat one bait at a time. You know, you'd waste a little bit and stuff like <laughs> that. And to to clear coat one bait is. The, the amount of clear coat is so minute that mixing that up is just half of it's going to get stuck on the side of the damn cup anyway. Right. And so this is a good question. Well, so I had, uh, I had aquatic Marlin on who is a guy from SoCal, I think. And then I had Clayton, Clayton Sly on too. And he was kind of talking about how 
his paint booth slash bait studio is um kind of like he has the ac in there he's got a humidifier and stuff like that do you have anything like that so you're able to paint no matter what the day is like outside whether it's super humid or not are you in a pretty controlled area I'm in a pretty controlled area. I, I try not to clear coat on days that are just too humid. I don't have a dehumidifier. Right. Um, but with just painting, I'll paint in just about anything. As long as it's above 32 degrees and it's below 100, I'll paint. I'm letting my baits cure for 72 hours anyway. Okay. So if there's a little humidity in my paint, it's acrylic-based. That shit's going to cook out in 72 hours anyway. Mm-hmm. So right. It, I don't really worry about that. The winter time is the hardest time because I got to keep my, uh, I use a, a, a Dyson heater. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest time to keep it going because my exhaust fan, when I turn it on, it's sucking air straight from outside. Yeah. So in the winter time, I'm a little slower because if it's 20 degrees outside, I ain't clear coating. Mm-hmm. I'll right. paint, but I, I, there's just no way I'm clear coating. Yeah. And what's it, uh, so, you, so you said 72 hours while it, while it dries and stuff like that cures. So yeah, that's, that's a that's a maximum, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sometimes it's it's at least twenty four hours, at least. Yeah. So what? It's probably about a week and a half turnaround time from when the bait gets to you and when it goes back out. Do you try? It to... just it just depends on how many baits I get because, yeah. like I said, I'm not gonna just clear coat five ten baits. Right. Yeah. Uh, and you know, say like he'll I paint for Hill Country Swim Baits out of out of Texas mm-hmm. and. Uh, Say they send me a batch, like I'm working on a batch of 40 right now for them. That right there just saved one, two, three, four, five, eight people right there another week. You know, because I had the amount of baits that I could clear coat and get yeah. it done in a reasonable time. Hell yeah, dude. And I figure, you know, you're probably you're probably trying to make the least amount of trips to the post office too, right? Like you're not trying well, to go. My post day. office is 35 minutes away. So yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. Well, the one I trust anyway, there's one in, in blue eye, but it's a little rinky dink place. And I ain't trying to go ship out 10 hinkles out of that place. Yeah. 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 Fuck all that, dude. Hell yeah. That. I, I don't, I don't take risk with that at all. I make sure that I send it at one of the bigger, bigger, uh, plants. Yeah, have have you had an experience with a bait getting lost in the mail or anything? I haven't personally. Have never had knock on wood, but I've never had a bait lost. Uh, I've never had a customer not get their bait, but I have had. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jason Flesher sent me a head turner and a real special reborn, and mm-hmm. it got lost in the mail. No shit. Yeah, he sent it to me, and it just disappeared somewhere. So somewhere out there, someone's got two baits. Dude, I mean, that's so crazy. I've I, it always seems like I've only had one. Uh, I've only had one or two things go missing in the mail. And dude, I don't care whatever it is. It's the most expensive bait you buy, or like oh, a bait sure. that you overpaid for that that goes missing. I don't like. I get so pissed at that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of these people that their baits go missing, I think it's theft. Yeah. Truly, I, I think it's somebody just curious. So I double tape. I tape on the inside of my box and on the outside of my box. Mm-hmm. And I wrap that son of a bitch like Fort Knox. So you can ask anybody that's ever gotten yeah. some of my, you know, any of my paint. When they get their bait, it's safe. That's uh, that's so awesome. Uh, one Kind of looping back to the, the paint uh, and taking paint off. 
is there baits that you get sent, whether it's like straight from a bait builder or, or whatever, like somebody bought and you're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they want to take this paint off and put in. Oh yeah. For instance, I, I just repainted, uh, one of Jen's baits. No shit. Uh, bullshit. Yeah, man. It was just stellar paint job on it. And, uh, I had to take it off and repaint it in something that was quite similar. Uh, one, I, I repainted a mother one time uh, into a color of a HUD. I can't remember the color. It's like a dark purplish trout. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but uh, and it was one of the premium trout mothers. And I was like, Aww. whoa, dude, like <laughs> the bass ain't going to care that much. <laughs> right. Yeah. Damn. But, yeah, ever- I, I've, I've, oh, painted well. some, I've painted some of TK stuff. Oh, uh, I painted some. I mean, I painted pretty much everybody's stuff. Besides, I've never painted over Brett's work. I've never painted over Daniel's work or Chris's work or Krista. Huh? Do you? I guess if somebody, um, well. Did you see that thing a couple months ago when somebody won that like one of one his painted runt or whatever and and somebody painted over it? Could you do you think you could pull yourself to do that? Like if it's like a crazy paint job or or the just only the only piz I won't paint and I talked to Paul personally about this is uh any of his special edition stuff like his Star Wars stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I won't paint like KGB came out with the Grinch Legends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen them or not, but they had the Grinch on them. I won't paint over that. Any kind of special edition stuff like Peeps, I won't paint over the Peeps. Yeah, the Peeps uh, stuff bad. like that. Yeah, but and I, a lot of painters will paint over it though. Yeah, it, I feel like it's kind of like I'm gonna say a respect thing, but then I'm sure the it people is. That are, yeah, and the people that are trying to get it to paint, like, what the hell, dude? Like, you don't want to paint over this, and it's like, ah, dude, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from, like, with not. But then again, I see that. the, I see the other side too, because like, say, you know, Shadleys are pretty hard to get. You know, it, it, yeah. if someone can land one of the peep Shadleys, say it's a baby blue or it's one of those yellows, and they want a shaft pattern on it, I can't blame them. You know what I mean? Right. They yeah. finally got, they finally got a chance to, to get a Shadley. But it's not in the pattern that they want. So, I mean, I can't blame anybody. I just, it's a respect thing because I, I mean, I personally talked to Paul about it. Uh, he just didn't want any of his special edition stuff painted, and I'm going to respect that, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, he is, he, I mean, that's just how I am, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I understand for sure. Uh, another bait question about getting painted. What what's the uh so like when you get a two fifty and do you take the skin off and paint the underside I, or do you paint I, I don't skin? paint two fifties. Oh you don't for that reason? No, I just don't mess with them. Uh, I've had some people ask, but I don't mess with them at all. Yeah, it seems like that thing that's kind of a probably more of a pain in the ass to do than Yeah. If it's if it's not an ABS or a resin, I won't paint it. Mm-hmm. You know, soft baits I don't do 250s i don't do anything with that i did paint a uh a multi-joint not too long ago with uh it has like a hard rubber tail on the back of it uh-huh uh it was uh 
the fish bio lab that Bill Sinental. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, and uh, I painted one of them. But I mean, that's just a little piece, and it was going to Richie anyway. So if it falls off, you know, who cares? Fuck them. Right. Yeah. It's just Richie. <laughs> yeah, it's just Richie. You know, but I mean, he understands too that I don't paint soft plastic, so it is what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a question I had about the paint stuff. Um, talking about the two. Oh, have you ever got sent a bait that's like foiled and somebody didn't know it, and they're like, "Hey, can you paint this?" and you get it, and there's just it's just a foiled bait. Whether that's I've uh, never had that happen, but on that premium mother, mm-hmm. there's a film over the top of those uh-huh. because it's it's a I don't know what to do. Whether it's a wrap or whether it's 3D or printed on there, I'm not sure what the hell it is. But I had to get all that adhesive off, and I'd never seen that before, and that was a pain in the ass. But I've never gotten a foiled bait that, or a wrap bait. Mm. Yeah, because I feel like most of the foiled stuff you see is on 250s. I mean, uh, who's that? Defoe Shaw has, like, a couple wrapped mothers and stuff, and those are, they're like, mothers and negotiators. And I feel like, like the stuff that's getting foiled is all Roman-made stuff or depth stuff, and that's probably stuff that's not going to get fish super hard like where it needs hook rash and where it's going to dude i don't even know if i've ever seen a foiled bait before or not foiled like a like a one of those realistic wrap baits like i don't think i've ever seen one of those in person like people i mean i've seen a lot of god rest his soul but i've seen a lot of stanley's work you know Mm -hmm. yeah uh it other than that man i i don't think i've seen very much wrap stuff either and the only reason i've seen stanley's stuff is because he did so many baits for kevin Right, yeah. Yeah, but there that, was uh there was some stuff that Buka had that I remember seeing and that I mean, dude, it was just it was beautiful the stuff that he had done. Uh, I I never did see the ones he did on Buka's stuff. I'll have to go I, check that out eventually. I feel like he I'm pretty sure because I remember when he passed away Buka had posted about it. And I feel like I'd seen some of the stuff he'd done for Buka one one way or another, whether somebody posted about it or Buka had it at a booth or something like that. Yeah, I mean he rapped for so many people. I've seen the stuff on Hinkles. I've seen the stuff. I've seen the stuff on all kinds of stuff, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it. Uh, his stuff is super super badass. Um, mm-hmm. Let me look through these questions real quick. My PB Smalley is on one of his rap legends. Oh no shit. Uh huh. Damn, that's. I mean, so you said you don't paint your stuff. Do you just do you just fish it how it is because you don't really care about the paint, or do you send it to other people to paint? Uh, honestly, man, I I have so I do paint my own stuff. I just don't like doing it. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like you know, a it's mechanic. Just, mechanic doesn't work on their own car type thing. Well, I don't get that. That I, I get a rush. Of sorts, you know, release the dopamine when somebody messaged me, dude, this bait looks awesome. And it's it's almost like I have to have somebody to share it with, you know? Yeah. It's just, that's the love of art, I think. No, and that's like, that's the same thing here as far as like, you know, when, when I, when I get up, when I get the magazines made for the first time and I get them sent to me, I'm like, oh, wow, this is super cool. And then after looking at them for about 10 minutes, I'm like, okay, I know everything's in here. You know, I'm not too interested in it. But then when these other guys get them and they're like, oh, my gosh, dude, this is this is super cool. You know, it's like, OK, like I understand why I did it now. It wasn't for myself. It was because all these other guys think it's super cool. And, and I, I right. like that feeling. 
Right. Yeah, I, that's exactly how I feel. But honestly, I I fish a lot of stock stuff, but like usually I fish the stuff that I paint for builders that mm-hmm. they'll send me a bait and I painted it anyway. You know, it's just stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I don't get that, I don't get the fish as much ever since I started painting. I will yeah. say for anybody for anybody listening to this right now, if you want to fish more, do not work in the fishing industry. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Fucking good it, advice. Uh, yeah, for sure. And if you want to be a a millionaire painting bait, start with two million. <laughs> oh man. Um, I guess yeah. That that's a good question to kind of start to wrap it up. Is it um, you know, I guess maybe not hurt your feelings, but does it ever rub you a wrong way or something if you lay down a super good paint job? And then you see somebody post it up for sale or flip it or something. Is that something that kind of upsets you at all? No, not at all. It's their bait. They own it. They paid me for the paint job. You know, right? Yeah. Don't bother me at all. Is it cool to to see somebody like um, post a fish or or just whatever, and somebody's like, "Oh my gosh, like who painted that?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, Peyton did." And do you see a lot of customers come come from you through that kind of? Yeah, I do actually. You know, somebody somebody will post up a bait for sale, and I have people send me baits just so they can sell them. You know, it, like for instance, I got a couple pizz coming to me next week that it's not selling because it's in a perch pattern, so they're selling it to me to paint up so they can sell it mm. just for that reason. Yeah, it's because nobody likes perch. No, right. <laughs> it, it it's just I I honestly do not care if they sell it, and I honestly don't care if my work gets painted over, you know, if they gets repainted because it's not about me. It's about what they have confidence in. Whoever owns that bait, if they don't have confidence in a bait that they bought that I painted, get it repainted. Yeah. Right. Um, last question that I can think of off the top of my head. Do you know, or have, do you remember the biggest fish somebody's caught with one of your baits? I'm assuming it'd probably be a striper. Have, do you remember off the top of your head? I mean, jobs. I've I've got a couple thirty five pounders Jeez. on my paint jobs. Um, I want to say Brennan has a one close to forty on a legend I painted. Yeah. Uh, Richie's caught several, but biggest largemouth I think was uh, it was either Austin or Lawrence Lee, and I believe it was a. 11 or a 13 i damn he's he catches so many freaking double digit fish who knows but it it was a big one it was over 10 and then austin caught a big one on a legend i painted i think it was 10 something and then um there's been tons of double digits caught on the paint but i mean i that stuff does excite me right i know it's yeah yeah it does excite me and and it yeah yeah, dude. I mean, Lawrence is the only guy I know that goes in and buys a handful, a uh, handful of kings, and calls it a day, and then goes and catches a couple double digits on off and retires. Yeah, it's them. awesome, man. I, I just started recently painting more and more for him, and I love painting for him. Uh, he knows that I have great durability on my baits and stuff like mm-hmm. that, so it's an honor to paint for somebody that actually goes out and fishes and beats the shit out of them with big fish. Yeah, you know, just because he has the confidence that my baits are going to hold up, which is really cool to think about. Yeah, that's super badass. 
do you get uh, guys who you know come came at you and got their paint baited in 2021 and now they have two years of fishing it and they're coming back to you to get it repainted again? Nope. Really? That's uh, fucking sweet. Uh, my earlier stuff was not very good. Uh, mm-hmm. I did have a I did have some adhesion issues and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. But I I don't get. I think I've maybe. This is no shit. Besides locals, I think I've maybe painted ten baits that I've painted. Like I've repainted maybe ten baits that I've painted. Damn, that's why I have crazy. locals. I have locals bring me stuff, you know, that I painted a long time ago. But mm-hmm. I, I don't get very many. And you know, it, I wouldn't really want to send a paint job back to a painter that painted it. Like if right. Bill Barton painted me a, say for instance, he painted a shizzard for me one time. I wouldn't really send it back to him to paint something else on it yeah right and i guess i guess if your paint's good you don't need to worry about it flaking off the top and, and needing a new paint right. job it's going to be hook rash and stuff like that right yeah it i love seeing my baits rash because it's just rash i love seeing that mm-hmm. yeah it's not doesn't look like a zombie fish because all the paint's flaking off and there you can see right. the white primer underneath it <laughs> yeah i mean to where the hooks are damn near cutting through the resin like th- through the bait yeah right right hell yeah yeah i love that stuff is uh is there anything that we didn't talk about that you were uh you were expecting to talk about or wanted to talk about i'm not really man i uh i'll talk about just about anything uh we'll uh we'll do another episode where we focus more on your fishing and stuff because oh that'll be a good one yeah, this was just one that I just wanted to hear, like, because I don't get to talk to many painters. And like you said, it's, there's not, you know, there's not nearly as many painters as there are bait builders and stuff. So I kind of wanted to have a dedicated episode to hear what you had to say and hear your process and what it was like coming into it and stuff like that. So that was super Yeah, cool. I mean, being a, being a, a full-time painter is a blessing. It really is. Uh, I couldn't do it without these big companies, KGB. Hill Country Swim Baits. Uh, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it without those guys sending me big batches. Uh, builders sending me batches and stuff like that. Yeah. I Where, I just couldn't do it without them. Mm-hmm. Where? So I, uh, I, oh, go ahead. I, well, like I said on my live, I did a giveaway yesterday. Yeah, and I uh, the more I get to paint, the more I can do those giveaways. You know what I mean? Because I have a little extra time or a little extra money. I go buy a couple baits and paint them up and do giveaways, you know? Yeah. So yeah. without them, I couldn't do it for sure. Yeah. And that segments in perfectly into this next thing where, uh, how can people get a hold of you or where can they reach out to you if they have baits that they want to get repainted by you? Oh man. I, you can hit me up on triple P customs on Facebook. That's my business page. I'm not on it as much. Uh, you can just look up my Facebook, Peyton Stump, uh, or you can go to Instagram. I'm just now started to get more active on Instagram. It's uh, Stumps Biggins Fishing. Uh, yeah. But feel free to shoot me a message anytime. Uh, even if it's late at night, I'll get it in the morning. I get messages nonstop anyway. So, <laughs> right. Do you um? Do you have like a price guide you can hurry up and kind of shout out on some of your common you know, baits that you get? A lot of people do that. Uh, for right now, I'm doing for the month of July. I'm doing twenty uh, percent off BGC blanks. Okay. Uh, Spro Chad Chads are thirty five dollars, but uh, typically I charge fifty bucks for a Chad Chad blank. Okay. Uh, stuff like that. So it 
in big batches for big builders, I'll do five an inch, six an inch. It just depends on what's coming to me, man. I really don't have a price list. I just kind of price it on what I see, what the condition of the bait is in and stuff like that. Hell yeah, dude. Um, as always, I'll put all of Peyton's stuff in the show notes. You guys can go follow him, go hit him up. If you have any baits he needed to be uh, repainted, you can go contact him and, and get that all sorted out. Um, dude, other than that, I want to thank you for coming on. It was a super cool, it's cool to talk to painters and kind of hear how they go about stuff and also hear if this was kind of something that they just had fallen into or if they'd always had that, that background of, of drawing, you know, just whatever it may be, you know, some guys are big into tattooing. That's kind of how they, they get into the art side of stuff. So that's always super cool to hear. And then, uh, I think, I think there's probably going to be some people that listen to this that probably hit you up to, to paint, you know, whatever it may be. So I think, I think that'll be super cool as well. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd love their business. Uh, other than that, man, I appreciate you letting me on here. This is a really cool experience. I, uh, I think I've only ever done one interview before, and that was with John Morris. So this was really cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, we'll get you on, you know, here in the next month or two, and we'll, we'll actually talk about the fishing side of stuff too so we can we can kind of have both sides of the tail for you. <laughs> That'll be a good one. Yeah, it, <laughs> I am kind of a two-different-way kind of person on the fishing aspect of it, though. That's pretty cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, dude, I'm excited, man. But I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank Peyton for coming on, taking time out of his uh, his busy paint schedule. If you guys, if you guys, you know, get your date bumped back on when you're getting your bait, it might be because of this. So don't don't be mad at the messenger, man. But I want to thank <laughs> you guys for listening. I want to thank Peyton for coming on. Go follow him if you don't already. Follow the or follow the uh, the podcast Instagram if you don't. Scales and Tails underscore podcast. Make sure you guys give it a rating on your listening platform. And uh, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you guys next time. See you, everybody.